Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. of Game Notes, your Tony Jones podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. No, it's your Game Before podcast. Are you serious? Don't do that to me. We're talking about the Utah Jazz here on the Game Notes podcast. I'm Dave DeFord. That's Tony Jones. And uh, Tony, it's an all-star huh. break, basically. We're, we're recording yeah, this I'm on Wednesday, in, the I'm 16th. coming in spicy. I'm coming oh. in spicy. I just feel a little spicy right now because okay. you just said it was the... Tony Jones podcast. Don't give me unneeded attention because we all know that we can't do this without you. It's the Tony Jones show on the athletic. I like, you know, we know what this is. Uh, anyway, uh, we're almost at the all-star break. It's February 16th. As we're recording this, the, the jazz are going to play the Lakers tonight. And I'm guessing five they're days win. before my birthday. Tomorrow's Michael Jordan's birthday. Forget Michael Jordan. It's five days before Tony Jones's birthday. Forget the goat. Let's talk about the real goat. Wait, are you telling me you're going to be in Cleveland for your birthday? I am going to be in Cleveland for my birthday. Oh, no. So, wait, uh, your birthday. Okay, it's after All-Star Weekend, though. But it's on Monday where I'll yeah. still be in Cleveland. Well, I will oh. wake up in Cleveland. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But you'll be home to be, you know, celebrate it with your family, and that, that'll be nice. Actually. Actually, uh, the baby girl is gone. Um, she's got a volleyball tournament, so well, she don't won't. don't yeah. well, don't put too many specifics out there, Tony. It's the internet. All right, no, no specifics, but I don't <laughs> know that anybody will be home when I get there. Well, hey, listen, th- that's not awful either. Having some time to yourself is a good thing. You know, that is true. That yeah. is true. I know you just are going to play Madden, but still, yeah, I mean, that's still Madden time. So, uh, okay. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about what's been happening with the jazz, Tony, because, um, they, they did make a deal at the deadline, uh, and we didn't do a, a pod on it. I don't know if it was that big of a deal, Tony. How, how did you feel about their trade deadline? We didn't talk about Nikhil Alexander Walker. No, we didn't. We recorded before the deadline and you did a bunch of other podcasts, but we didn't do this one. We couldn't we couldn't get um, our schedules to work. Well, it's interesting because like he hasn't had a single rotation minute yet. So Right. And he may not. Um, and he may not. Um but you know, the 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 Jazz are high on him. They like him. They want to develop him. Um, you know, they they think that um, you know, with development he could be uh an important piece uh for the, for the future. You know, it's it's. I guess it's good that we're talking about it now because we have a little bit. We have two games of data. Yeah, on, we, we've. It's been a know, right. So I mean, he's he's had. You know, he's he's had garbage. I don't want to say garbage minutes. He's no, he's it's garbage had time minutes. No, of, that's fine. He's had end of game minutes. Um, he's got a couple minutes at the end of blowouts. In, Call in them the developmental minutes. 
developmental minutes. That's how we'll do it. Yeah. Um, I you know so he's you know there's there's not much to to say. I I thought the Jazz um did the best with you know what they had. I mean you know it, it really hurt them when Joe Ingles tore his ACL because he you know Joe Joe no longer became a vi- was no longer a viable player. He was just uh, he was just a contract. So, um, you know, that that kind of affected, you know, what what the return could be. And, you know, the Jazz, you know, didn't want to put that first round pick in. So, you know, that kind of affected the return as well. So um, but, you know, they, they've certainly been playing well. Um, and, you know, Nikhil makes makes them deeper. And, you know, the one thing I've noticed about the Jazz is that, you know, they've gone from. You know, I think we talked about depth concerns at the beginning of the year. Now I think, you know, be, you know, be, because so many people were forced into so many uh, important minutes. Now I think that that this is a much deeper team now than it was uh, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they got some guys now. Uh, I have liked Nikhil Alexander Walker since I saw him and Shea Gildas Alexander share the backcourt for Team World at Hoop Summit before they went to college. I mean, yeah. I, I just, he's just a really good athlete. I, I think he is going to wind up a pretty good player. And this is, I think he's more of a long-termer uh, for, for the jazz, you know, like this is yeah. a guy oh, that, that they're thinking might be like a Clarkson replacement of some sort. Um, and, and so I like being able to pick that guy up for, for relatively little, right? Like maybe it doesn't help you this year, but you, you know, you still have more seasons beyond this one. And, and you know, uh, I I would have liked to seen them put that number one pick on the table, but we didn't. Um, that being said, they're on a six game winning streak. So Tony, maybe they feel like they've got enough room with internal improvement, getting healthy, and the addition of Daniel House on the wing that they could look a little bit more long term. Well, I, I think, you know, the, their thing was, okay, we want to get better now, but we don't want to mortgage the future. And, you know, I think that that's a balance that you have to strike. And that that's something that you have to think as a small market uh, franchise, because, you know, this is not the Lakers. This is, you know, not the, I don't want to say the New York Knicks anymore, because we never get free agents. We just talk about free agents, but we <laughs> never actually get them. So this is not the Lakers where you can just go and, and cherry pick a free agent in, you know, you can, uh, and, and, you know, all's well that ends well, you know, when you have no assets, I mean, it's fine. You know, the jazz are still, you know, 100% all in for, for a championship this year. And they think that they can get there. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, the, the thing that, you know, people don't really talk about is, I mean, they're trying to get Donovan Mitchell to a third contract and, you know, they're not going to, you know, their chances decrease significantly if, you know, two or three years down the road, they're rebuilding, you know, they have to, you know, there's, there's an incredible pressure on the jazz to not only be championship level now, but, you know, to, to not take a step back, not take a major step back uh, over the life of, of this Donovan Mitchell contract, because, you know, if they do, then I think, you know, you run the risk of, of, um, 
you run the risk of of things happening, you know, towards the end of this contract three or four years down the road. So, you know, you want to keep you want to you want to stay uh, at or near contention level uh, if if you're the Jazz. And you know, they've they've gone through a lot of assets in the last few years. Um, you know, they had to um, they had to put some you know some some picks to they had to attach some picks to get off some contracts uh so you know those those picks that they have right now um i think that those 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 picks are are definitely valuable to them well let's talk about the win streak cuz th- you know this stuff does matter like winning basketball games in the regular season matters especially for the jazz who are fighting to hold on to the a top 4 spot you know they're they're now pretty much i would say Tony, and, you know, I think they're out of contention for a top two spot. I just think that there's no way they're going to catch the Warriors or the Suns. You, you agree with me there? Um, I mean, they're, they're 11 games I, back of the Suns, and, and they're five and a half back of the Warriors right now. I, something would have to go catastrophically think, wrong to catch the Warriors. Yeah, I think you need to go look at the Warriors' schedule. It's well, kind of brutal. There's just not a lot of games left, Tony. I mean, I know, I know there's not a lot of games left, but, you know, Number one, I don't think Golden State was ever as good as 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 their first three months were. I thought that they played an easy schedule. And I thought, you know, more importantly, I thought that their role players were playing out of their minds. Um, they just won and, uh, uh, like nine games and, in a row or something, eight. I mean, they're, yeah, they they're still good, games. even without Draymond. But yeah, they're still I disagree good. with you on, like, on them being overrated to start the season. They were they were I incredible to start the season. They did, didn't even have I Clay Thompson. I did not say they were overrated. I said I don't think they were as good as their, their record because of this schedule and because um, their role players were playing out of their mind. Now their role players are coming back to earth a little bit, so now they're struggling a little bit. And their schedule on the back half in the second half of the all the af, after the all-star break is brutal. Now, I don't know if the Jazz can catch them. I don't I I pretty much wouldn't bet on it because I don't think that the Jazz schedule was easy as well. But yeah, I don't think that the Warriors are going to be the number two seed. I think Memphis is going to be a number two seed because I think Memphis is playing uh terrific basketball and i think memphis schedule was easier than than golden state's golden state schedule was not easy uh well and i actually do i agree with you there tony i do think memphis is going to wind up catching golden state just because of the the question marks about draymond i don't know when draymond's going to be back they're they're it sounded like today that they were saying maybe in like a few weeks but that's enough time memphis is only a a game and a half back right now on, on golden state and they're just so good. Um, right now, I, I think that if you're Utah, you're just trying to hold off Dallas and Denver, who are going to be coming hard after the break. Um, got a couple game cushion over Dallas, but winning these six games mattered for this. You know, they were scuffling. And, and when Rudy was out, and obviously when Donovan and Rudy were out, they weren't very good, but it was good to see them kind of get their feet under them a little bit, even if. The opponents, you know, were questionable as far as the the quality. Well, I mean, they lost to those same opponents, you know, last month. So sure, I mean, but did, not without their main guys. Yeah, but they lost to them. So I yeah. mean, to me, I don't. I'm not looking at the opponents at this point. I'm looking at 
you know, the Utah's quality of basketball. I mean, they, you know, they lost to Houston. It doesn't matter whether you have Rudy Gobert or Mother Teresa or whoever, you shouldn't be losing to, to the Houston Rockets I at home. I agree with and that they, for sure. And, and they lost to the Houston Rockets at home. And they, you know, they lost to the Detroit Pistons and they lost to the Indiana Pistons. Like they lost to some teams where it didn't matter whether they were shorthanded or not. You know, they those games should not have ended up in, in, in losses. So um, the fact that, you know, the Jazz, you know, came and, yeah, they, they got Brooklyn without uh, Harden and Durant and, well, not Harden's in Philly, but, um, yeah, they got Denver without Jokic. Uh, yeah, they got, you know, the Rockets. Yes, they got the Magic, but, you know, they, you know, those are teams, they lost to the Magic, they lost to the Rockets. Um, you know, they, you know, they, they have been uh, horrific uh, of sorts against against some bad teams uh, this season. So the fact that the Jazz went and swept that homestand uh, to me is a significant step in the right direction because it showed um, that they had the urgency to go out and do uh, what they were supposed to do uh, against teams that they were supposed to beat. So, you know, I don't put any caveats on on any of those wins. You know, for the Jazz at this point, a six-game winning streak is a six-game winning streak. Well, especially given how awful January was. Again, it, it matters that they won the games. But I, I just – I think that there's more that you can say about the Jazz as far as how they're playing together from the six-game winning streak than how they're playing against the opponents, if that makes sense. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover – Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Like, they seem yeah, more connected, was, which is great, because that they, was missing well, from them. Number one, they're playing out of their minds defensively, um, especially over the last four games and Donovan Mitchell's playing out of his mind defensively since he's been back. Um, this, this is, you know, I don't know, you know, how long it continues, but this is the best stretch. Of, this is the best stretch defensively I've seen him uh, in his career. Um, you know, so that, that part is, is, is really noteworthy for him. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, the, the rest of the jazz um, have, you know, figured out, you know, you know, and I wrote about this, you know, if the jazz realized that, you know, they don't have to actually stop people on the perimeter. They just got to deter them and actually get them to Rudy Gobert. Then where Rudy does his job, that's when the defense is working. You know, um, if, if they get to the point where they're good enough defensively, where Rudy Gobert, the only job that Rudy Gobert has to, do is his job instead of having to do his job and Mike run out on the perimeter and, and, right. and 
Bojan Bogdanovic's job, then that's when the Jazz will be really good defensively. Um, and I think that that can hold up in the playoffs because that's what killed them against the Clippers. They put Rudy Gobert in a position where he had to do two and three jobs at once. And, you know, at the playoff level, at that level, nobody's going to be able to do that. I don't care how good a defender you are. So, you know, you have to defend as five. And, right. you know, and five has to defend as one. And, and I think that if, if, if um, the Jazz can continue to, to employ that and, and, and make it to the point where, you know, they're defending as five, um, then, you know, I, I think that they'll be much better defensively than they have been. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the funneling thing because it's one of it's one of the finer points of NBA defense, especially because rim protection like this, it doesn't really exist the same way at other levels of basketball. Funneling is one of the things that the Golden State Warriors have done so well traditionally. They make Draymond's job easier. And yeah, he does some incredible stuff. But a lot of it is because he knows where he needs to get to and he knows he can get there. Those guys put the ball and other bodies where they need to go. And and Steph Curry has been an underrated defender for his whole career, especially during the run that they had, the championship run, because people just, they refused to accept that he was working within the scheme, which was, I got to get in this guy's way and force him to go here. And then he gives it up. Because that's their defense. And see, and that's not dissimilar from the drop scheme that Rudy Gobert is best in. That center field position that we talked about. And when they're Mm -hmm. defending like this, where guys are actually struggling to get around screens, where they're offering resistance, where there's a struggle, you know, it's not unimpeded to the basket. It's not getting a a 20-foot running start at Rudy Gobert and saying, hey, do something, Rudy. I, this is way better. I, do you think this is sustainable for this group, though? I mean, it's going to have to be if they, you know, listen, this group is talking about one thing all year. We want to win a championship. We want to win a championship. So, you know, if if they want to win a championship, then it's going to have to be sustainable. Like, it, it can't be a question. And, you know, and I think that um, one of the things that that Donovan Mitchell has realized um, is that, you know, he's, you know, he's got to go out and do things on a defensive end. Like he's the guy, I mean, you look at Donovan, he's six foot, whatever he is, if he's six, one, six, two or six, three, he's got a six ten wingspan. Um, he's so quick laterally. He's super strong. Um, you know, he has all of the physical characteristics of a really good, def- good defender and, Yeah, you don't want him. So, like, if you're playing Denver, you don't want him on Jamal Murray for 48 minutes because you need Donovan to score 30. But you need him to work hard on whatever matchup that he's on. And I think that that's what what Stephen Curry has figured out uh, over the years. Like, no, you're not going to put Steph on the, the number one offensive player on the other team. But, you know, Steph is going to to work his behind off on whatever matchup that he is on. Well, part and, of that, Tony, it's not just fatigue, man. But if you're if your best player is guarding the other team's primary creator, you're going to get in foul trouble. Right? Right. That is a natural. That's the NBA. 
that's another reason to not do that. I, I you know, you need expendable defenders to a certain degree. And then the Golden State Warriors were lucky because they had Klay Thompson. Is he a better on-ball defender than Steph Curry? Yeah, so you put him on the guy. This is See, this is the thing, right? Now, I would argue that Utah doesn't have that luxury necessarily and that Donovan theoretically, because of the gifts that you mentioned, could be their best on-ball defender in a, in a perfect world. But well, that's you probably don't want to do the trade-off, right? Because you would lose on the other end, plain and simple. He's your well, best on-ball creator. He is a dynamic playmaker for other guys, and he's a killer at the end of games. So you don't want to trade that off so that he can, you know, I don't know, hold uh, Chris Paul from 16 points to 10 points. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, that, you need Donovan on the other end. Well, it's interesting that you say that because right now you look at Phoenix, right? Like, Chris Paul doesn't have to guard. They nope. don't ask Chris Paul to guard. Want to know why? Because they have Mikael Bridges. Well, what did they do in, in the playoffs? Every time Chris know, Paul or Devin Booker just, was tired, they stuck him in the corner and let him play center field. Yeah, and and they, um, you know, so you have Mikael Bridges to to do that to 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 guard whoever's the number one player, and that's the beauty of Mikael Bridges because right. So it, what does it Utah matter, do? It doesn't. It doesn't matter if. If the if the number one guy is a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, or power forward, you just you could put Bridges on him. So the question for the Jazz is who is that guy? And you know, Royce O'Neal is great on small forwards and power forwards. He's not great on point guards and shooting guards. So you know, I think there's some hope. There has you know, I think that there's some hope that you know Daniel House Jr. can help a little bit with that. Um, but you know, Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell are going, are going to have to guard in the playoffs. You know, if the jazz play Phoenix, then, you know, Donovan Mitchell, you know, got to guard somebody and Mike Conley is going to have to guard somebody. And, you know, and that's the, the advantage that Phoenix has, um, you know, Chris Paul is not going to have to guard anybody. They're just going to be able to, to put him off the ball in the corner and, and that's going to be that. So that that's the challenge that the Jazz have to to figure out over the next six weeks. It, it, can Daniel House step up? Can he can he be the guy? I mean, I don't know how you could close with him, but you might have to. Oh, I can absolutely see scenarios where you know the Jazz are going to have to close with you know, House or and Royce O'Neal. Because they're gonna have to guard at the end of games. They just they're just going to have to. And, you know, maybe that takes away, you know, a little bit of what their spacing is and everything, but you're gonna have to hope that Donovan Mitchell is, you know, you you're just gonna have to hope that Donovan Mitchell is that good offensively that, you know, it doesn't matter what the spacing. The the thing about Daniel House is he understands spacing and he can make a shot. Um, you know, but I, I mean, listen, he, he played off James Harden. He he can play with Donovan right. Mitchell offensively. I'm not worried about that. And, and it's just that, does he give you enough to justify it? Right. Because there, the, you would have to sit a better offensive player for him, for his defense. Right. Is it going to be enough defense? And I think that that remains to be seen, right? Like we need to just see it. Well, let's see what happens 
if he is chosen as the guy, right? Like if Quinn Snyder says, eh, we're going to throw him out there, him and Royce, see what happens. I think we got to watch well, it. That's, let's, that's what I'm I looking at over the, the rest of the season. I, I keep bringing up this Phoenix example, but, you know, Derek, you know, if the Jazz play against Phoenix, I mean, there's a there's a high there's a high chance that you you're going to need Daniel House to play extended minutes on Devin Booker because I don't know that there's a better I don't know that the Jazz have a better matchup for him. You don't. They, they, plain I don't. and simple. I, I don't think that there's another guy that can force him into the looks that he needs to be forced into. And remember, I mean, he's a God. He's such a a good tough shot maker too. Right. So even but if you, you do that, make, but you there's a point. And well, there's a point where though, I mean, if he's just hitting those tough shots, you, you might just have to say, okay, we need offense. And then he's not playing, right? And you're just trying to outgun no, him. Because, I, no, because maybe you're playing no, right into their hands. Be, then I don't know. See, is Phoenix unbeatable, Tony? <laughs> I don't think Phoenix is unbeatable, but I think that they're. I think they're going to be difficult to beat. I don't think they're unbeatable. I don't think they're the 2017 Warriors. Sure, but I think that. But I think they're going to be hard to beat. I think it's going to be really difficult to beat them four times in seven in seven games because you know they they are by a mile the best team in the, in the last five they're the best team in the league in the last five minutes of a game by just miles and miles and miles. And yeah, they're they're that, nuts. I mean, you get them like to beat Phoenix, you got to blow them out because if it's a close game, you're probably going to lose it. They just, they just, so it doesn't make them unbeatable, but it makes them really, really, really tough. You know, they just, they, what they do, I mean, you know, they just don't have any weaknesses. I mean, you know, they have a couple of tens across the board, but the thing about it is everything's an eight. (laughs) Like everything's at least an eight. Well, uh, Tony, I hope that you enjoy Cleveland. I hear it's, Beautiful this time of year. Um, I need you to come and go to the club with me out in Cleveland. I'm not coming to Cleveland. I'm not coming to Cleveland. No, but I see. This is where I need you to say, you know what, Tony? You know, our friendship dictates that we hang out in Cleveland. Also, Tony, I'm not really into the club. That's That's not my scene, man. Dave, I saw you at the club dropping in like it was hot like two weeks ago. No, no, no. No. No, you're making this up. No, that's what I heard. Like you had like the cigar out. Oh, in now your you mouth. heard. So now you went from. <laughs> you see how that story changed, Tony? No, and we've hung out out before at plenty of times. One of those places had pinball machines. That's all I'm saying, Tony. Oh, I remember that. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I'm not really into the club. I'm more of a you know, I, lo- I love a good bar. I love like a good dive bar. Love that. I bet there's a, oh man, I bet there's some great ones in Cleveland. All right, that's going to do it for this week, folks. Uh, We're taking next week off for uh, Tony's birthday, actually. Not for All-Star, for Tony's birthday. Uh, And we'll be back the following week with another episode of Game Notes right here on the Athletic Podcast Network.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.